What is up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the GVG Cast, episode 54. Happy Friday. I'm your host this week, even though the usual one is like right <laughs> over my shoulder. I'm he Steve is. Bowling. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and GVG co-founder, Ash Paulson. And, and, for the first time in a really long time, both halves of the Good Vibes Arcade crew. I'm talking, of course, about Brandon, actually a dad miracle, and Daniel Alba. <laughs> He's not making a Yoshi's documentary, people. Oh I'm my. not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So many people misunderstood that. It's hilarious watching it unfold. He's <laughs> making a human. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I was shocked, Brandon. I, I couldn't even get to what we're doing yet because I was so flabbergasted. I saw that tweet, and obviously we all knew. We all knew. We're friends here. We knew. But I saw that tweet, and I was like, there's no way anyone could misread this. And then I went to the replies. Yeah. I I tried to make it as forthcoming as possible. Like, it says a miracle is coming. My last name is Miracle. Miracle is commonly associated with babies. <laughs> There's a Yoshi egg. It's a game about babies. <laughs> I, I I thought it was pretty obvious myself, man. I was like, I knew, I mean, maybe I, I went into it with the benefit of already knowing that you were having a kid. So maybe that helps. But I was like, I thought this was pretty clear. Like, at this point, I don't know if she says actually gets it. Zion was having a crisis. I don't know who knows and who doesn't know at this point. <laughs> I thought I thought she says was like doing a really good like deadpan joke about it. I, was I like, thought That's so too. Pretty, but clever, now I'm my not guy. sure. <laughs> so she says, if you're watching and we know you often do, one, we love you. Two, we have to know. <laughs> we have to know if you knew, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I will. I will tell him though. To his credit, if he didn't know. He is also a new father, so he might be really tired. You know what? Fair enough. Fair play. Um, I also had Arlo come in making what I what I'm pretty sure was a joke. Arlo he is said, a lovely person. Said he something is. along the lines of "This is going to be a really big, beefy Yoshi's Island video essay or something." <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and I replied with, "Yeah, this essay is going to have years of content." <laughs> <laughs> Brandon just feeding feeding them misunderstanding. <laughs> so I mean, yesterday it was funny, or the day before it was funny. Now I'm just concerned that I'm gonna have like this army of people who bookmarked my tweet that are gonna come to my Twitter that day to find out there's no video. <laughs> no, no, no Yoshi, Yoshi video, just a, just a baby, zero out of ten. Just a baby. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. We're so happy for you, though, man. But, That's awesome. Obviously, we're happy for you. Yeah. That's amazing. Of course. Yes. You. I've known for months. I've been dying to I know information. And you have a video of me reacting to your information. Oh, I forgot I to tweet that out. I <laughs> you still need to post. Well, I already knew. <laughs> that that it, might it help just... at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tweet that out later. So <laughs> at least one person will be like, God damn, Daniel really loves Yoshi. He's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> they won't even hear what comes before uh we we've all been up to up to quite a bit lately maybe not as much as brandon brandon's been a little busier than the rest of us but uh daniel i under i understand you have some news of your own he's he's not making a baby i'm just putting that one out there no I'm, I'm not as having, far as we know i'm not having a child uh not yet i um so next week is a little event online on Discord called EmblemCon. I've been a part of EmblemCon for a few years now, working as their art director, and I did a little video ad explaining what that is. Um, and we have, I think we have it loaded up to just show a quick ad. I'm sorry to disrupt and, and move the GVG cast schedule a little bit, but um, 
I think I think Steve might have that ready to play if you all want to just check that out real quick. I was waiting for you to say roll it. Come on. <laughs> all right, Steve, roll, roll it. Roll that beautiful bean first. Hell yeah. Hey, everyone. So good to see you. Do you like Fire Emblem? I might be a fan. And if you are too, have I got just the place for you to check out. Mark your calendars from May 5th to May 7th. EmblemCon is an entirely fan-made, fan-driven, virtual convention held primarily over Discord. Our community spends a full three days talking about Fire Emblem. Everything from the characters to the stories, unit builds, the side games, best boys and girls, and pretty much everything in between. Much like a traditional convention, we will have specific booths of our carefully chosen artists and exhibitors, where you can check out their fantastic work, have a friendly chat with them, and support their art right from the comfort of your home. That's me! We will also be hosting a wide variety of panels via Twitch during the event, with our artists, our cosplayers, our other creatives, including Q&A sessions and discussions with English voice actors throughout the Fire Emblem series. Look at these wonderful people! These panels can be unpredictable and go to some pretty wild places, so if you don't want to miss out on the fun, you want to join in, have a chat, even maybe get your questions answered, uh, go ahead and follow that Discord link up above, or right here. It's, it's somewhere up there. I know we got it somewhere. You'll be notified once panels begin and are free to browse the entire server and artist alleys for the full 72 hours. It's also completely free to join. That would drive Anna crazy. Although if you're like me, you might find your wallet bleeding anyways because, ah, oh, man, these artists, they're too good. Every year. But that's a good thing. Support your artists. So we would love it if you came by, say hello, and just have a good time at one of the biggest Fire Emblem events held online. Thanks so much for your time. Till we meet at EmblemCon. you have it emblem con may 5th to may 7th i don't know any of the other details from the video because i forgot to set it up to where i could hear it so you look great daniel i love your lynn shirt i'm sure it was very interesting i was just staring at you mouthing words at me the whole time <laughs> uh but yeah go check out emblem con apparently it's free if, if there's more stuff you want to say i i literally don't know the talking points <laughs> i know can you guys yes. hear me though i think my audio like flipped out while it was okay good uh yeah um pretty much it's on discord if you want to go to the twitter link uh at the emblem con that shows you all the info you need to know there's a link to, to show you our schedule uh other information we're doing announcements of vas as we speak and yeah if you want to if you love fire emblem it's free to join it's a convention you don't need to spend a dollar so go ahead and, and stop on by you can say hello to me and also uh i'll be interviewing some of the vas that we have over that weekend so yeah Very cool that's that's pretty much it nice oh, yeah, man. well well thank you and and ash speaking of voice actors you're the one with the pedigree in the room you also have some news don't you you didn't make a baby either the hell did not make you? a baby well first of all i want to thank you for hosting today steve because uh i came down with a case of norovirus this week and i have been feeling like death uh Yikes. words the wise don't get norovirus in it out there anybody don't get it it sucks it's the worst thing yeah, so, so i'm here it. but i'm very low energy and just kind of out of it so i appreciate you hosting man uh as for the thing that i'm going to be doing so i'm going to be taking play uh, taking part in a charity stream called transcend vr uh tomorrow at 2 p.m pacific and this is a charity stream to fight anti-trans youth bills and laws and support their affected families so it's obviously for a really good cause. The, it's a 24-hour VR chat stream, actually, and it just started today. 
It's going for a week, and it actually started today at 1 p.m. Pacific. So if you have a chance, go check it out now. But I specifically will be on tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific for an hour and a half, just chatting, having a good time, talking to folks, and raising money for uh, you know, a, a really good cause and fighting anti-trans laws and bills. Nice. That's that's awesome. That's a great yeah. cause. Go check Ash yeah. out tomorrow. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to it. But of course, all of you, all of you, and I mean all of you, even Baby Miracle, are trumped by our episode's one and only sponsor. You know who I'm talking about. You've been here 54 times already. It's the Game Orb. The Game Orb is a YouTube channel that brings commentary and gameplay footage from the Nintendo Switch and Xbox Series X gaming systems. While games like Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu can be seen on the channel along with others, the Game Orb will also now be adding Splatoon 3, Super Mario Sunshine, and Fall Guys to the gaming collection. Be sure to subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description or, as our, my pal Ash already did here, pinned in YouTube chat. If you're watching us live, go subscribe. Help them grow. They've been helping us since the beginning. They absolutely deserve it. Show them your love. One more time for the Game Orb. We love you. Ooh, Game Orb. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Why oh, did yeah. I do that when Brandon's here? <laughs> oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. There that's, it is. That's there the real is. one. Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get to some super chats real quick because we have a good stack of them. It's almost like stuff's been happening while we've been talking. Uh, Disney Duncan with $2. Uh, says finally got a new floor in my room. Floods suck. Which, ouch! That that sucks. I'm sorry to oh, hear that. Oh, that's awful. Um, and, and Disney Duncan back to back. Uh, apparently there has been a bit of MCU hate lately. Why is that? I have liked every MCU movie and show. I don't know why there's hate. Uh, I I would say that some people are starting to get fatigued. Like MCU has been going on for a while. I'm not one of them. I still Same. go to most, if not all, uh, MCU movies. Like within the week they come out, but. Uh, I, I can understand it a little bit because the more you expose to something, the more tropes begin to form and the more tropey something gets, the more people get tired of it. So I, I think I, I don't think it's warranted necessarily, but I can understand it. Yeah, I think there's I, I agree, Steve. I think there's an element of fatigue. And I also think there's unfortunately that usual weird corner of the Internet where, you know, the incel corner where they're like, oh, there's too much diversity in the latest. You know, I see like a lot of shit about WandaVision and about uh, Captain Marvel and the Marvels because it's, you know, it's it's a lot of diversity and female empowerment. And that, so there's that usual corner oh, yeah. as well. But I think otherwise, it's just a little bit of, of fatigue. But I'm with you, man. And personally, Guardians 3 is like my most anticipated movie of the year. And I am so excited I, for next I am week. seeing it for free next Thursday. Oh, I'm so excited. I like, my, my day job is not the funnest thing in the world. But occasionally, they try to bribe me with movies. Nice. And I accept every time. <laughs> nice. As you nice. should. Yeah, yeah. It's a free movie. Yeah, hey, it's free movie. There you go. And it's Guardians 3. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. It's reviewing well. I know. Oh, man, I can't uh, wait. So I can't wait. I'm, I'm ready to cry. I'm going in with just ready to just weep throughout the whole thing because I know it's going to be sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Disney Duncan final, back with one more super chat saying uh, with $2 says, can't wait to play Jedi Survivor. I really want to try it. Uh, funny story, EA reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want to send you Jedi Survivor. And I was like, I love Jedis and surviving. And then I never <laughs> heard from them again. <laughs> so Aww. somewhere, I, I I think maybe it's because the performance issues that we're kind of seeing across the board on every platform with the game, which is unfortunate because I think great games can right. still have performance problems. But don't know how it plays. Looking forward to trying it eventually. 
Uh, finally, we'll do two more and then we'll 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 hop into the <clears throat> podcast proper. Rec BCQ with two dollars. Future redeemed is so freaking good. I love it. And I'm just gonna point at everyone to my right because I haven't mm -hmm. even started it. <laughs> I y'all are y'all are are mad people because Brandon and Daniel, you already finished it somehow. I am trying my best. Yep. I'm gonna try to marathon through the rest of it this weekend. So I'm because I, I have not gotten to take place in a proper Xenoblade three discussion on our channel yet. You know, I, I beat the original game way too late for our discussion. So I'm really trying to have it finished by next week so I can talk about it with, with you and John. But I'm mid-chapter three right now, and no spoilers, of course, but the fan service is off the... It's so good. It's, so There's good. so yeah. much I want to say, and I can't. This is the fans' Xenoblade oh, content right here. It's the, so uh, good. <laughs> I particularly... I finished it super fast because I am doing a video on... Not just re future redeem, but also just the expansion pass. So hopefully I can get that okay. done by sometime next week. I... So I wanted to get through it really quickly, but Brandon also like Brandon and John, yeah, we uh, the three of us just kind of steamrolled through that. We really did. I, <laughs> I'm like just shy of a hundred percent in my in my Holy file right hell. now. Hell, yeah. you hell. monster! I don't, I don't even know how. Like I'm, the I took the middle road. Good man. <laughs> I think I think John John more or less did more of a beeline to the to the end and not and Brandon is doing like a completionist run here. I'm kind of in the middle. I did kind of a good amount of exploring but also advancing the story naturally as it comes along. I'm even kind of doing like the middle doing, road like you. Even doing like most of everything, I only clocked about 24 hours. So like it's not insurmountable. And I think John despite beelining it still took him 17. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he only explored other areas just a little bit, but still, it's yeah, it's more or less an average of twenty hours, depending on how much you do in that story. But still, very much worth it if you enjoy Xenoblade as all at all. <laughs> well, and it's not even just that for the DLC, because just to turn it around on you for a second, Steve, like you and I also have to talk Burning Shores at some point, and so I'm trying to get through that as yes. well. I need <laughs> to get to that, <laughs> and it's really good so far. It I, is. I it it's fantastic. Oh, I forgot. And so we got that to talk about. So I'm really trying to just hammer my way through both of these DLCs, but they're both excellent. Maybe yeah. I'll try and play that before Zelda. I didn't think Xenoblade was going to last me two days. I know, right? <laughs> um, but you're yeah, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, I'm gonna know something's up though, man. If, if the baby arrives and you're still somehow beating these games so quickly, I'm gonna know that you have access to some sort of pocket universe or some <laughs> shit. Like, and I'm gonna want the deets. All right, and so I'm just telling you. I mean, I'm just gonna point at my last name and let that speak for itself. <laughs> there <enough>. you go. <laughs> Making it happen. All right. Well, th thank you for the super chats, both Disney Duncan and Rec BCQ. I'm I'm gonna bang out two more here, and then we're we're on to the show. Uh, Jaden Buck with five dollars. Crazy question Fridays. Crazy question number eighty. What has been your most embarrassing spelling or grammar mistake that you made every single time I have swapped the word sec for sex? Simple. <laughs> oh man. Give me a sex. Um, I love that. I'm trying to think. I I mean. Being a being a copy editor myself, like those are doubly embarrassing for me. I hate making them, and there this isn't quite a typo, but during a stream at the old channel where I think I was, what was I streaming? I think Capcom beat him up bundle. I just had like a brain fart, and I got to the first boss of Final Fight, and I said, "Oh damn, no, it's damned." But like the the font that the Capcom used in those old arcade games, you, it's hard to tell between the D and the O. And so I just had a bit of a brain fart. I'm like, oh, damn, no. And I was like, oh, shit, no, it's damned. I promise I've <laughs> played Final Fight before. I'm not a scrub, I promise. But it was pretty embarrassing at the time. Better a brain fart during a stream <laughs> than a regular fart. 
I'm Fair enough. Saying. Fair enough. <laughs> right. And and finally, to, to just bring the tone way down from that terrible joke, uh, Ross Krispies with 20 pounds. And I, I'm skipping a few, but I feel like this merits it. Uh, Ross Krispies writes, hey, GVG, this week really sucked. My cat Simba was put to sleep on Tuesday. He would have turned 15 years old today. He was the sweetest little guy, so goofy, friendly, and a gentle wee soul. Happy birthday, buddy. Love you. That is heartbreaking. I'm so and, uh, sorry for your loss. Ha- happy birthday to Simba. Yeah. I, I hope that mm-hmm. we're able to at least provide you some comfort. I know how, how difficult that can be. So Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for the super chat, Ross, and, and our condolences from everybody yes, here at GVG. All the good vibes to you, and happy birthday to Simba. Indeed. All right, folks. So I feel like we, we organically covered it, but what have we all been playing lately? <laughs> <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed <laughs> for the yeah. Nintendo wow. Switch family of systems? Exactly. Amazing. The video game. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I said, I've been trying to split my time between that, uh, Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, and whatever theater rhythm uh, I can fit in whenever. The new wave of DLC came out uh, this week, and I haven't had a chance to play it. It's the second near pack, and I haven't had a chance to play it this week yet, or play it yet, but uh, I'm going to get to it as soon as I can. And I haven't had a chance to play much Battle Network, but I'm gonna at some point. I just, you know, it's just not enough yeah. time. <laughs> I'm gonna network some Battle at some point too, but I, yeah. I think I've just decided I'm going to wait for a physical copy. Makes like, sense. I've decided that's just the goal now. I want a physical copy. Damn it. And I've had people, <laughs> like, in my in my mentions reach out to me. They're like, hey, I'll go buy one in the UK and ship it to you. I'm like, that feels like cheating at this point. I want to find <laughs> right. it. <laughs> like I'm hunting for it now. Nice. It has to be available to They're me. They're hard to find. That's they honestly are. part of the fun for game collecting. Like I see a lot of game collectors who don't want to be handed stuff because they want the thrill of finding it out in the wild. Yes. I, that, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Go ahead, Daniel. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot of, I mean, the entirety of Future Redeem, but I also dabbled with uh, Honkai Star Rail when that released oh. earlier this week as well oh. uh, by the people who developed Genshin Impact. So if you look at it, you can immediately tell uh, who, who developed this because the production quality is some of the top, some of the best ever you see in video games. Uh, absolutely amazing animation and, and, and the way it looks. Uh, it's like Genshin, of course, but also it's more turn-based. It's, it's a turn-based instead of the whole like action exploration style uh i haven't done too much with it just yet uh i've only have it on i download on my computer i have it on mobile Uh, i want it to be on ps5 or on an actual console before i actually dive into it a bit more but um yeah it's it's pretty cool so far Uh, a lot of good quality of light changes that i wish genshin had but uh, otherwise yeah it's been that's pretty much what i've been playing this week you know daniel i'm glad you're here because I've been wanting to ask you about this for a while. Um, one of our patrons, Vash, turned me on to Blue Protocol. And I have to know mm. if you've seen that game. Because it feels like as somebody who's like a Genshin super fan, that this would be right up your alley. I remember we saw that. Brandon and I both saw that. And it's like, is this what's going to bring us together? Because there's like Monster Hunter and you know the whole Genshin kind of uh, properties put into one. And once that comes out, I think we're going to take a good look into that. But yeah, we've definitely heard of that one for sure. I know I, Bash is talking about that as well. I ran the, um, not beta, but like a like a, a test, right? Like a hardware test for it on my PC. And it lets mm. you create a character. Damn. <laughs> I want to play this game <laughs> so bad. 
It, we'll all play it together. Yeah, we can give it I, a shot. This is definitely a, a game we need to we need to revive the uh, multiplayer streams for because it looks thrilling. Like I'm, I'm. It, it looks to me like PSO Monster Hunter and Genshin Impact mashed together. And I, yeah, Vash, let me know mm -hmm. when this comes out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just need a DM immediately when this comes out. Nice. Yeah, down to do this together. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I'm obviously suffering from like a giant hole in my heart where two hours of Tears of the Kingdom was I know. <laughs> and oh, nothing no. feels quite like I was playing Breath of the Wild like a madman until I got to preview Tears of the Kingdom. And now I'm just like, it's not the same. <laughs> so I was so happy for you when you when you found oh, out that we get, be getting to do that. And yeah, uh, man, I, that's awesome. It, it was a great opportunity. I, it was funny last night. So if if you guys saw my really hastily put together short, I got the Zelda Switch OLED last night from my local GameStop, and the dude recognized me at the counter. He was like, "I saw your Zelda preview, bro. I've that. got your OLED right here." <laughs> oh snap! And I was like, That's "Oh so wow, great. that feels cool." <laughs> like, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> You're a celebrity. I was like, "I'm famous at a Mesa GameStop." <laughs> it's the most random thing, right? Like we have a CVS across the street. Actually, you've been there with me, Steve. When you come visit, we have a CVS across oh, the street. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, there's a there's an employee there who like they're a fan of ours, and they they talk to me about the latest video they videos they've seen every time I go there to you know buy whatever. And it's just the coolest thing when that happens randomly, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It really no, is. sometimes I have been stopped in a urinal before, and that okay. that wasn't my favorite. Oh dear, <laughs> maybe not that. Okay. Yeah, no, I was at PAX. Good a, vibes. <laughs> I was at PAX a couple years ago, and I was like really tired, and I was shame eating on the ground. Like I had a hot dog, oh, no. and I was just trying to import it into my face as quickly <laughs> as possible. And someone just plopped down next to me, and they're like, "Hi, are you Steve?" And I was like, uh, <laughs> "Leave me alone." Oh no, <laughs> I'm oh, clearly. At my lowest point, <laughs> want to eat my hot dog. Yeah. My most vulnerable form, please. I was, I was like, give me like 38 seconds because I'll finish this hot dog faster than that. Uh, but no, I love it when people approach me, but there are definitely some times where I'm like radiating the wrong energy for that. Right, um, right. But I appreciate everybody that comes up and says hi, even if I'm pissing or eating a hot dog. It's, it's just a funny story afterwards. You might regret saying that first one. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't mind somebody talking to me because I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> but it, but it's when you get like a <laughs> hand on the shoulder. <laughs> I almost killed Brandon. <laughs> His, yes, I am Steve Bowler. <laughs> hands on hips, too. I didn't need that image while I was drinking that. We need to clean up in the bathroom, please. Man, I almost gave gave his child a, a superhero origin story. Am oh. <laughs> I gonna be Coke Zero Sugar Man? I was thinking more like Batman. Like, what if you choked? Are do we know? Is it a Batman or a Batgirl? Do we know? We do know. We do know. It was. It is a bat girl. Oh yeah. All right. She now we're gonna just... be a girl boss. I'm nice. already ready for it. I love <laughs> it. Very nice. Well, yeah. I, I with you as as a dad and Michaela as the mom. That's definitely gonna be a a girl boss for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially Michaela. Michaela is already a girl boss, or just a plain old Ain't boss that the boss. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but, so so let's talk about some stuff that happened this week. I think things happened. <laughs> I mean, besides Brandon making a baby and Daniel running a emblem con and Ash fighting for trans rights, 
But let's talk about yeah. video games, right? Hell, hell yeah. Actually, really quick, I just want to call out Ben in our YouTube chat saying, catching you live from Portugal. You guys are the best. Well, thank you. All the way over in Portugal. Thank it's you. always so humble wow. to know we've got people around the world watching us. Thank you so much. Heck, thank yes. you. That's so, so cool. So we talked about it a bit. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed and Star Wars Jedi Survivor are out. Do we do we have something we want to add to that? Because I feel like we've been gushing about that. For <laughs> I think a little we've already bit. been gushing about Xenoblade enough already. All right, That's let's, pretty much it. Let's let's yeah. jump right into story two since we kind of organically discussed story one. Uh, the FDA, of all places, released an Animal Crossing anti-smoking ad, and I mean clearly not in cooperation um, yeah. with Nintendo. But obviously very obviously, like, there's no mistaking it. It's not like a, it, it's it's a ripoff of Animal Crossing for sure. And it's terrifying. It like, is scary. so scary, isn't it? Yeah, like your character goes to bed and then there's just like a smoke monster and fire. <laughs> like, smoke yeah. demon that looks like it's going to kill her. Yeah, it is such a weird, like, I mean, it reminds me of, like, all the times that PETA has leveraged various video game properties to bring attention to their cause as well. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just highlighting the abuses of animals in, in various games. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't have expected Animal Crossing, because Animal Crossing isn't even, like, a game where tobacco use is implied, <laughs> I don't think. Well, does someone have a pipe? Does... I don't think so. No. I don't think there's anybody that did right. it at all. No, it's like one of the most so. wholesome games ever. And they're it's like, just, when you sleep. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing, too, because as you said, when you watch it, it's like unmistakably Animal Crossing, even though it's obviously not done in cooperation with Nintendo. But this thing is like pure nightmare fuel, man. It's like it, it, it escalates very quickly. Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised that Nintendo hasn't shut this down already. Uh, because they clamp down on stuff like this really quickly. And I wonder if part of it is because it is like a U.S. government agency that did it. Uh, you know, maybe Nintendo doesn't want to, you know, uh, poke the bear on this one and just kind of let them have their their Animal Crossing inspired mm. horror show. But <laughs> right. I, I, it's still amazing to me. I, I wonder if they even ran this by Nintendo if they're like, hey, uh, I doubt it, I I doubt like it too, because no. Nintendo almost certainly would have been like no way there's dude. no like, way you're doing this <laughs> not gonna associate their wholesome animal crossing with smoking and tobacco usage and nearly dying from this smoke monster demon right like that that is such a weird weird off-putting ad um i mean yeah. i i'm still i'm still 50 50 on if nintendo's gonna try to shut it down i i think they have a chance i feel like they, they could they could. The question is, do they want to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like on one hand, internally, they very much want to. But on the other, they just don't want to tangle with the government. And that's why this ad right. still exists mm -hmm. right now. And, then, you, yeah. know, you, you know, there will also be some people out there being like, oh, they took it down. That means Nintendo endorses smoking. Like, obviously, that's not what it means. But, you know, some people. Out oh, there's there's no winning in this like situation. That. No, exactly. There's, there's, there's nothing they gain. Lose, yeah. lose. Yeah, I feel like they're in a corner on this one. So yeah. I, I bet it stays up. Uh, but there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's it's definitely a creepy as hell out. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it because it will give you nightmares, which I think is kind of the point. Um, but if you're a smoker, I don't see anybody going, damn, I never thought about it in this way. <laughs> yeah, I never and considered I that it'd scare an Animal Crossing person. I did post the Animal Crossing link to, uh, in our live audience page in the chat for anyone who hasn't seen it, but I'll also post it in our YouTube chat. Uh, now as well. So if Thank you. Want to see it, go ahead and do that. 
well from from nightmare fuel to uh i guess i guess the same thing but only for business executives uh sake of america workers are unionizing and apparently that surprised some people <laughs> um first off hell yeah unionize yeah, sega i love that yeah love that for them i think it's really important for um really every every development house should have some type of union because we all know that the game industry is rife with really crappy labor practices i don't think oh, yeah. i think you know the only reason it's not universally uh known is because companies do good work at suppressing this information i i'm pretty sure there's a story like this for every major publisher on earth um right. mm-hmm but yeah, there's there's definitely some some interesting stuff here. Steven Totillo uh, tweeted out that in an email, it made it sound like Sega was was not fully on board with or, or maybe even aware of what was going on. I'll, I'll read the full comment for context. Uh, the email reads, uh, We received word yesterday that a petition had been filed with the National Labor Relations Board by various SOA employees seeking union representation. Union matters are new to me and Sega of America, and we are investigating considering the options available to the company. As I understand it, the petition filing means the NLRB will conduct a secret ballot election several weeks down the road for employees who are in specific job classifications to be determined by the NLRB. These employees will be voting for or against union representation. Some of you may support unionization and some not. That is your legal right. No SL. SOA employee will be treated any differently whether they support or do not support unionization. We have a wonderful culture here at Sega of America with a strong commitment to working together as a team. In my mind, it is the SOA employee culture that makes us such a successful company. We will be updating you regularly so that you're fully informed, understand what you can expect, and what the NLRB process is about. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Human Resources. We want all of your questions answered. And uh, this came from Ian Curran, the president and COO of Sega of America. So it seems like they didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> um, Hopefully they do the right thing, because I know I know the union is giving them until today, the end of, end of the business day today, to recognize it and and accept it. But as far as I know, they haven't done that yet. So yeah. hopefully they do, mm-hmm. do this right and do the right thing, but... The, the, not, them not knowing expected. puts them in a precarious situation because now if they do shut it down, they're in the they're in the bad public eye. Yep. And you don't want that. I mean, right. so it's uh, really, good on the union for doing it this way. <laughs> it's really smart maneuvering on their part to to yep. make it public knowledge mm-hmm. before Sega can do anything about it. And now it's yeah, like you said, it's out there, and Sega is certainly pressured to do the right thing here. So smart. I'm I'm yeah. I'm with it. I think that's really yeah. really smart maneuvering. The the mayor of Irvine has come out in support of it, so that's even it's even a little that little bit much more pressure on Sega to do the right thing here. But she supports it, and that and of course Sega of America are headquartered in Irvine, so that's cool that she came out in support of it. And by the way, can yeah. I just say that the that the name for this union is like the they have the most badass acronym ever. They're called the Allied Employees Guild Improving Sega, uh, Aegis, which Pyra and Mithra would clearly approve of. And that's just the coolest damn damn acronym I think for your. That is, that their is handle is their handle is uh, take Aegis. Like to be this good takes ages, oh, which is a Sega so from back then. Nice. That is fantastic. They're playing on that one, yeah. Yeah, that is really really good. I like that. That's essentially Sonic's fist too. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's just that's the glove. 
That is that is amazing. Yeah, it looks like they've they even had uh, Katie Porter uh, from Congress support them. So that's nice. that's pretty big. They got that's big. Yeah, yeah. For something like this to happen at Sega, uh, and hopefully it's successful, will probably make some waves. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the games industry is is pretty much ripe for for unionization, and it's just been through the effort of you know people keeping quiet that that it uh hasn't gotten to where it probably should have been decades ago at this point uh, a lot of people losing a lot of time to make entertainment content which is unfortunate because when you think Sega about employee oh, I, go ahead. I love games but you don't have to kill yourself to make them i can wait yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah sega employees yeah. does what nintendo don't Ooh, Ooh man. i love it it's your I, turn in a way <laughs> I wonder when that shoe is going to drop because we all know, like I said, I think it's true, not just of NOA, but of every publisher everywhere. And so I, I wonder how this is going to shake out for the rest of, you know, the people working in, in the games industry, particularly within the U.S. I don't think it's going to happen in Japan anytime soon. Uh, no, but here in the States, I think that this is long overdue. I think it's long overdue in Japan too, but I think yeah. there's just a different culture over there that, uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't think we'll be seeing unionization efforts overseas. It may be in Europe, though. All right. Anyway, I think it's great. I think that, you know, we definitely need this. It's an important first step towards reform within the industry. Um, but we'll see where things go from here. If, if they have to know today, then I guess by next GVG cast, we'll tell you how this all worked out. I sure hope they yeah. do the right yep. thing. But yeah, yeah. More please, Sega, do the right thing. I like you guys so much. I know, right? All right. I tolerate Bef you. <laughs> I tolerate you. Hey, you're <laughs> a fantasy star. Um, all right. Before we get to our next story, which is sure to make Ash explode in... in I, I figured it would make both really? of us happy, man. Uh, yeah, but... You more than me. Well, anyway, sure. <laughs> um, let's let's read out some super chats because we have a few stacking up here. Uh, Raul Los Santana dos Santos with eleven Brazilian real says, "Hey GVG, glad I could catch you guys live in my weekly job hunt. Do you guys think Nintendo will do a traditional direct this July or something more like a partner showcase or a mini direct?" I am of two minds on this. I think that with the cancellation of E3. And Nintendo was very clearly out in front of that. Um, I think that Nintendo may not have some strong plans for the June-July time frame that we're used to. Yeah. I think we see something in the August-September space instead. Because I feel, this is all my gut, that Nintendo needed some more time. Like, whatever they're working on that would be mm -hmm. direct ready needed a little more time in the oven. Regardless, like, September is typically, like, a big direct right. for Nintendo. So that just lines up. I could maybe see like a direct mini or like a partner showcase in the middle of the summer. That wouldn't surprise me, but I, I agree. It, it, the, the only the only tricky part, I guess, is they need to remind people that Pikmin 4 is coming, right? Um, so I could see that as maybe being part of a direct mini or something, but yeah. Or game-specific presentation. Or game-specific, yeah, maybe Pikmin 4 direct, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one way or another, they need to remind people that it's coming. But other than that... Yeah, it seems like maybe they they might just be waiting until their usual big September direct. I'm not, yeah, they really sort of they kind of for most years it's like they're just pressured to have something ready and available at this time that everyone expects the right. the industry to have something to present um, in the June July area. But if they're 
like parting away from that as many companies now are with no more e3 they're free to post it whenever they are whenever whenever they are ready whenever they want to show it whenever they have enough to show that they don't have to maybe not do a mini direct at this point maybe mini directs like last year i think it was a mini direct but it felt like a proper like proper direct at that point but um yeah i, I yeah i think they're gonna start to just go on their own schedule by the beat of their own drum at this point Mm-hmm. Well, and it also is quite a, quite a few people in our live audience chat are rightly pointing out Nintendo have confirmed they're going to be at Gamescom this year for the first time in four years. For, yeah, for the first yeah, exactly. So wow. that also probably mm. figures into their plans. But they, so, you know, yeah, I, gonna I'm going to play devil's advocate on the Gamescom thing. I could be wrong. I don't remember anything coming out of Gamescom in 2019 <laughs> from Nintendo. You're right, though. Yeah, no, I'm neither. not sure. Yeah, I think the timing coincides really well, especially if they skip a June direct. <clears throat> But I wouldn't point to that data point specifically as evidence that Nintendo is going to drop something big because last time they were at Gamescom, they just didn't do that. Right. Um, so we'll we'll see. I hope so though, uh, because there is also the the fact that they are cozying up to Jeff Keighley by going to Gamescom, right? Like that's he's he's kind of co-opted that show a little bit, um, and he's now running what is seen by many as the direct competitor to E3 in Summer Games Fest. So, which we'll be at, and I can confirm that. I right. I had to wait to see if I was clear to say that. Um, I will be at Summer Games Fest. Ash oh, will yeah. be at Summer Games Fest, I think. I, I, I No. I might be there with you. I'm still trying we'll, to figure that out, but I'm going to try to be there with you. We'll figure it out, but I'll be yeah. there. I'm supposed to be at a convention with my dad, uh, I think in Pennsylvania that weekend, but I'm going to try to see if I can split the time because I want to be there with you. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna fest some games. Yeah, whatever whatever you do there is what I'll be doing. <laughs> All right, but but thank you so much for the uh, super chat, uh, Astral Aegis with five dollars. Just talking about Aegises. Um, hey, have you guys heard about Waypoint? We lost some really good journalists. Yes, uh, we have. In yeah. fact, a uh, friend of the channel, Patrick Klepek, was was running the show there, um, and so unfortunately, he's you know back back out looking for for something and i'm sure patrick is immensely talented he's been in the games industry forever he's going to find something i kind of hope he lands at axios with uh steven totillo because they did great work together at kotaku uh but wherever he lands i'll be i'll be paying attention because he's awesome Uh, the rest of the team there of course awesome people the landscape of this industry sucks sometimes it does and i hope everybody affected lands on their feet of course we all do um i agree patrick will be fine but i hope everybody lands on their feet yeah uh, thank you so much for the super chat, though. Tinker with five dollars. Play triangle strategy. That's it. Lol. <laughs> uh, I would love to. I would. That's one of those mini games I'd love to play sometime. Yeah, same. Um, eventually, <laughs> there's eventually. too many games. I we're heard we're like two weeks away from fantastic. Tears of the Kingdom. Damn it. It's, it's crazy. I know. And then no other games will exist once Tears None. of the Kingdom comes out. I am. Yeah. I am eating every other game <laughs> as soon as I get yeah. that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm still trying to frame because I'm going to review it. And I'm like, people already know what I'm going to rate it probably. Like, I don't, you know, it's not, I, I'm pretty sure there's like a 98% chance I won't be like, man, it sucked. <laughs> but right. um, if it did, that'd make a really good video though. I should just do that. Tears of the Kingdom sucked. <laughs> yeah. And then just, just tell go, a million go, 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 lies. Biggest, biggest disappointment. Just I'm so disappointed. I fell after I got it and I hurt my arm. It made the game awful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, BCQ with five bucks. Uh, Future Redeemed is the first time in Xenoblade Chronicles where I was compelled to complete everything. The character moments in the side content is so good. It really, <sighs> really is. 
Uh, I, I, as I said before, there's so much incredible fan service in, in Future Redeemed, and it's. I think the gameplay loop is my favorite of any Xenoblade game yet, regular or or DLC. There are lots of things that that Future Redeemed does. It just makes the gameplay that much more addicting, and I really like it. Nice. All right, Ash, are you ready? Have you hydrated? I am, but actually, well, I'm ready with two things, strong? actually. I have two things I'm ready for. So the first thing is some breaking news uh, regarding who our, our last Super Chat just came from. That is, of course, our good friend RecBCQ, and their birthday was this last Wednesday on the 26th. So happy, oh, happy birthday. birthday, Rec, and we hope you had a wonderful, wonderful time, wonderful birthday, played lots of great video games, and ate lots of good food, and hung out with friends and family. So happy birthday to you. Nice. Yeah. Happy yeah. birthday indeed. All right. Uh, all right. All right. Thing. Ash has laid down a towel. He's probably ready to talk about this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mega Man <laughs> Battle Network Legacy Collection has sold 1 million units worldwide, and it's now the fastest selling game in franchise history. Woo! That's I, amazing. Like, uh, it's only been out for a couple of weeks. And if you know, you know, if you know Mega Man's sales trajectories, like that's a big deal for Mega Man. Only like three other Mega Man games have even hit a million. And this one hit a million in like two weeks yeah so that's awesome it, it's interesting because it makes me wonder obviously this is the type of thing that talks to a company like capcom right and capcom for whatever reason has not seen the value in this franchise in the way that they should for right. a very long time mm -hmm. we have not gotten much like mega wasn't mega man 11 the last like net new game that we got that wasn't yeah, a re-release, and, and, and it hit a million after several months, I believe. But it yeah. did hit a million, but it, it took several months to do so. Exactly, and so what I find interesting about this is this has to point Capcom in the direction of like, oh crap, why aren't we making new Mega Man games? You would hope so. One would, I really hope that's the case here. At the very least, I hope it means that they're asking themselves, why aren't we making another Battle Network game? So maybe we'll get Battle Network Seven out of this. Who knows? You know, and the funny thing is, that's not what I want at I know. all. I know. I don't. I, I mean, we all know what I want. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, me too. I, I, I mean, I think you and I both pretty, pretty much want the same thing. I think most of us who are Mega Man fans in any capacity probably want the same thing, which I'm guessing for you is Legends 3, right, Steve? Legends 3 for me, absolutely. But yeah. I would I would absolutely fuck with X9 if we got so, yeah, X9. That's what I want. I want Legends 3 or X9. One of those I'm two. I'm shocked that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> You and me both, my friend. I don't understand it, especially after they talked like two years ago about how happy they were about Mega Man 11's performance and we're working on the next big game in the series. Five years later, where, yeah. where's, where's it at, Capcom? I know COVID and everything, but come on. At least something, a logo, an announcement or something. And and we had, I, I, I'm struggling to remember it fully, but we had soft confirmation of a new Mega Man game Right. Ash, keep me honest here. It's been years at this point. Uh, was it was it X9 or was it? No. So they, they didn't actually say what it was. But then, you know, that Capcom Giga leak that happened a, few, a couple right. of years back. It had it had references to two games, actually. One was called Rockman Tyson, which uh, loosely translates to Mega Man Match. And it apparently had a, a bigger budget than most Mega Man games to date. We're not really sure what that is, though. And then later it. on, we it oh, sorry. Sounds like a fighting game. It sounds like a fight. Like it sounds like it could almost be like a mobile game. I'm it, really. It doesn't not. sound like that to me. 
it sounds no. to me like a strategy RPG. That too. Because Tyson yeah. is often used in like Fire Emblem-y type games. Right. Like in the title. I was suppose. thinking of just Tyson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gekito Ninja Tyson. <laughs> that, that's true too. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, it doesn't sound like something that would be immediately interesting to longtime fans, but, but that still hasn't shown up in any capacity. And then that same Giga Leak also included references to Rockman 12, which was event, uh, originally supposed to release at the same around the same time as Street Fighter V's final wave of DLC. But where's it at? There's no 12. There's no Tyson. I don't know what's going on over there. It's But, but even though they paid so much lip service to, to them saying like, oh man, 11 sold so well. We're so happy with it. We got the next big game coming. Who knows? Know. It, Who it's hard to knows? say because like Capcom's content lineup is honestly pretty stacked. Like, right. they have Exo Primal. They're still pumping out updates for Sunbreak. Monster Hunter 6 is going to get announced later this year. There's several Resident Evil games have come out. Like, what's the proper window for that? Right. I think I think that's more the problem is just uh, they they don't have the development resources to, to commit beyond what they're all because they are Capcom is in a period of extraordinary output like they are right. they are releasing mm-hmm. tons mm-hmm. of stuff and I mean I guarantee you the same folks that would be making a Mega Man are working on some of these other things that Capcom unfortunately sees as guaranteed successes or at least as more plausibly successful and I will say of all right. the things in Capcom's current slate of games I I would put money that uh, they are going to be disappointed by Exoprimal's performance. I think it's a great idea for a game, but when you play it in practice, there's just something core to the experience that's missing. It, it it feels incomplete. And I don't, I couldn't even tell you what the thing is that it needs. Right. There's something there that just makes it feel like they haven't finished it. And who knows if that's going to slot into place before the game comes out. Well, and we were just talking about how their development resources are, are stretched pretty thin right, uh, these days. And I think they think there's really something to that because there was a, a news that broke last year, I think early last year, that uh, revealed that Kazuhiro Tsuchiya, who was the producer of Mega Man 11, has now been drafted onto Street Fighter VI's development team and is now splitting duties between heading up Mega Man and working on Street Fighter VI. So clearly... As we were just saying, oh yeah, some of that Mega Man talent's being pulled onto other releases that they know are going to be slam dunks, like Street Fighter Six. And Street it Fighter sucks 6 for us Mega Man well. fans, but I also get it. Like from a business standpoint, I get it. It just sucks when you're waiting for the next big Mega Man thing. But hopefully, this uh, this Battle Network Legacy Collection selling a million so quickly is the kick in the pants they need to kind of give this series the love it deserves again. Yeah, agreed, man. I, I gotta say. I- I'm like keeping track of our super chats, so my my chat is not live, and I just saw in all caps Steve peed on me, and I know what you were talking about, but it's <laughs> it's really jarring to see out of the corner of your eye. Anyway, all right, there's um, a story. Yeah, man, that would be a story on the show, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to think about it. Anyway, uh, let's let's get some more super chats out of the way, and then we've got our patron topics. If you don't know, executive producers and above, right here at GVG. Um, can submit topics for us to read each and every episode of GVG cast. You can find out more at patreon.com slash GV gaming. But for now, let's talk about story Smith with $9 and 99 cents who writes need to choose a game from my backlog. Choose persona five, four, three Xenoblade one, two, three near automata triangle strategy or live alive. That's a hard one. Ooh, that's really hard, man. How many hours I... do you have? <laughs> yeah, I'm split more... between. Oh, go ahead, Daniel. 
most of these will take you 80 <laughs> hours or so if you're looking at Persona 3, 4, yeah. 5, Xenoblade games. Uh, I would say Nier Automata from this list because it's not a huge game, but it's also there's a lot packed into it, and you you would get a really like very solid experience from that. So then you can move on to another game on this list, which I probably would say maybe Persona 4 is a good one. If you have more time on your hands, that's a good mm -hmm. Persona to start with if you want to. I'm split between Nier Automata and Xenoblade 1, by which I mean Xenoblade Definitive Edition. Uh, but kind of like what Daniel yeah. said, Nier is so much shorter, but it's also absolutely required playing. It is a masterpiece that I'd rather mm. you play that because it's shorter, just to make sure you get to play it and then move on to one of the other super long games on your list, which all of which are worth playing. But I think personally, I'd go with Xenoblade 1 Definitive. Live Alive is also relatively short. Yeah, you know, Live Alive is also really short. It's, it's yeah. really good. I just wouldn't put it as quite on the same pedestal as I would near Automata. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm going to speak from a place of personal jealousy and say, play Persona 5. If you yeah. have the 150 to 180 hours to play that game, <laughs> fucking do it. I don't have it. I wish I did. It looks like an amazing game that I'd love to beat someday. One of these days, when I break a leg or an arm, I will finish that game. Mm -hmm. But until then... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, but also I think, speaking from a more critical sense, um, Persona has had the greater cultural impact, I think. Mm -hmm. of, sure. I, probably the greatest of all those games in the list. Might not be the best game, but it is like the most spoken about, I think. Um, all right. Well, anyway, that's all I got to say because I've never touched the game, or at least I've touched it very little. Um, <laughs> all right, we got two more super chats. Uh, Purity Chalice with four dollars ninety nine cents. Happy Zelda Swola Day! I've been rocking the Day One Switch and Sheikah Slate case until today. Brandon, you're going to be a great father. Agreed. Cosine. Oh, thank you. Absolutely, no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen, and he's not giving birth to a Yoshi. We found out. <laughs> all right and finally hustle bones with nine dollars and 99 cents thank you so much i caught all the xenoblade discussion but i missed the jedi talk i am almost annoyed that it's reviewing so phenomenally and apparently the story is incredible i have too many games to play uh we really just talked about the fact that none of us have had a chance to play it yet um yeah i'm almost and, like relieved mm -hmm. that i'm a casual star wars fan because i don't feel like i have to make time for this right now and i feel like i can safely skip it for now because there's just too much else to play right now yeah, right. the first game didn't really do a ton for me personally. Same, so. actually. Yeah, it didn't really for me either. The, the thing that yeah. killed the first game for me was the map. And I've heard mm -hmm. that it is dramatically improved upon in uh, Jedi Survivor. So I'm I'm tempted to try it. I, I enjoyed what I played of uh, the first one. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely not like a super hype rush out. Get it right now and, and experience it. Um, but yeah, it has performance issues across all platforms from, you know, I, I trust the guys at digital foundry. That's what they say. And I believe them. Right. Um, all right. With that, we are ready to move on to our patron topics. Um, Ash, I'm going to go ahead and start with you since alphabetically, you'd be the first one I'd choose. All right. Well, my topic this week comes from Andy Chung, uh, AKA dark B Andy, who asks, does anyone remember that topic where Miyamoto confirms Mario's age is around 24 to 25? After watching the Mario movie and Chris Pratt voicing him, does that change your mind on Mario's age overall or not? And this is such a great question because I'd actually already thought about this after seeing the movie uh, you know, a couple weeks ago before I saw this question. And weirdly enough, before seeing the movie, I was like, Miyamoto, you have lost your marbles. You are really full of beans because there is no way <laughs> that Mario comes off as a 24 to 25 year old character mustache or not. 
And I, I, I was really digging my heels in about that. I'm like, there's no way this character is supposed to be in his mid-20s. But, you know, the movie kind of brought me back around on that. I can kind of see it now. And it's weird. And it, it could just be the way he's characterized in the movie. I, I wouldn't necessarily go and play the games and think all of a sudden retroactively, oh, yeah, this looks like I'm playing as a character in his mid-20s. But the way he's characterized in the movie, I believe it. I buy it. It's weird, but I do. And it might have to do with his family being there and the whole you know, the whole theming they've got going on with his family and the whole father-son dynamic. But like, yeah, I see it in the movie and I never thought I'd say that. I think one of the things with Mario is like, the only reason people perceive him as older is because he has a mustache. Right. Because yeah. like you strip the mustache away, dude's got a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that is true. It's weird though. Yeah, I don't know. Some something about the movie just yeah, he's he's characterized as as believably younger and in his mid 20s. I could see it. I think for me it was more the cultural stuff going on around Mario that his business is a fledgling business that he still sure. lives with his parents, you know. Yeah. Uh that very yeah. much feels like a a, a your typical 24-25 year old. Uh right. you know, you wouldn't see somebody that is 10 years older than that you know, realistically, like that's not usually how people picture like a 35 or 40 year old, um, which is how he reads to me visually because of the mustache. Right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to Brandon. Uh, thank you for that, Andy. Oh yeah. Thank, thank you. you so Sorry. I didn't mean to just skip over that part. <laughs> no worries. Where are my manners? All right. Uh, Brandon, let's go ahead and jump over to yours, my friend. Mine comes from Dad Alpha Lion. Says, "Is there a video game or movie character out there whose voice performance resonated with you so much that you could listen to them read out their grocery shopping list and not get bored?" Uh, Kratos. <laughs> I oh, mean, I one. could listen to him speak for the rest of my life, and honestly, I wish he would narrate my life. Like he has that such such deep resonance and commanding uh, voice. He's so powerful, and I'm like. That's what I need, man. Gas me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, man. I think for me, it's got to be the late, the great Leonard Nimoy as Xehanort. I, I, would, I could listen oh, to him yeah. and read things off all day. Cereal. Turkey. Love his voice. Yogurt. <laughs> like, he could totally just read a grocery list forever, and I'd just be so arrested by it, because he had such a singular vibe as Xehanort, and he was so incredibly talented. So, yeah, it's got to be Nimoy as Xehanort for me. Nice. What about you, Daniel? Guys, this is like very particular because now that we're, we were talking about Honkai and Genshin, I have that in my brain. Uh, Keith Silverstein does an amazing voice with Zhang Li in that game. And you know, if you haven't heard him talk, please do. He's very calm, very deep in his vocal pronunciation, and it's it's a. Uh, I could just listen to this man talk about tea or whatever he's having for his day all day long. Um, I'm trying to think of a character that more people here like no <laughs> but no one's really coming to mind at the, at the moments but Man. um I, what do you have steve i have a fire emblem character oh all right <laughs> i thought for sure da I, daniel would go to the well on that one i was like i hope he doesn't take mine david lodge as the narrator in fire emblem three houses oh oh okay. like those little yeah. those little uh, uh cutaways yeah. between chapters chapter four i was like please read me to sleep david I, I actually tweeted that at him once and he was like, he's like, you're welcome. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I didn't think he'd notice me, but uh, yeah, I just, I mean, he does a great 
job as a Gerald too, but that narrator voice is so damn soothing. I, I would pay money to hear him read me stuff. Isn't so he also you... Jiraiya in the Naruto dub? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I believe it or not, I've never watched the Naruto dub. And Brandon, I know you've watched it a lot. <laughs> I have the entire thing on DVD that I collected as you. A, you as watched a kid it, up. and then you edited Roger watching it too. Oh yeah, I sure did do that. I'm pretty sure it's David Lodge. Yeah. Nice. Oh, Chad, Chad is agreeing. Yes. Jiraiya is you... one of my favorite anime characters of all time. So now I need to watch that. David Lodge does an incredible job as Jiraiya in the dub. Nice. If you ever finally do get to Persona 5, uh, he also does Igor, his voice in that Ooh, one. Very, okay. very menacingly as well. So if you ever want to feel threatened by David Lodge, uh, play that game as well. <laughs> Threaten me, daddy. There is a phenomenal choice being put forth by our live audience patrons that I just have to say due to recent events. Lance Reddick. You could have, I would Hell listen yes. to Silence read off mm -hmm. a grocery list anytime. Rest oh, in yeah. peace. What an, what an incredible talent. Yeah, I, I do have to point out, just because I know, Ash, you'll appreciate this as much as I will. XQ Jonah in YouTube chat. Ted Cole is Tatewaki Kuno. Oh, you know God, what? Yeah, yes, I, see I didn't it. see that. Oh, man, the Ramna love. I love it. Hell yeah. All right. Just because, well, just because we're on that topic real quick, oh, yeah. uh, Rick BCQ with the $2 super chat saying, I want to hear the wonderful voices of the Nopon. Uh, Riku, oh, I can listen oh. to Riku. I can listen to Riku yeah. talk Riku all day. Riku or Banana. Either <laughs> one. So Riku good. or Banana in a second. <laughs> I, I do appreciate that uh, Riku is... What was the Nopon in 2? What was his name? Oh, uh, Tora? Tora? Tora. Tora was so horny. It was Tora like off-putting how horny I he hate, was. For so I hated the, Tora so much. Yeah. Riku was and, and such the, an improvement. Yeah. The English localization specifically gave Riku an ex a very distinguished, deeper voice. If you listen mm -hmm. to the Japanese version, it's a typical squeaky Nopon voice, but they intentionally made him much deeper for the English localization, I, which I appreciate. It, so it works so well. It works so well. Yeah. At first, when <laughs> I first heard like, him, I was like, but now it works. I love when he gets upset when he's not, like, included in on the plans. He's like, Riku's here, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, why Riku yeah, you mentioned last? <laughs> so good. I love that. I love that. But thank you, uh, Dad Alpha Lion, for that, for that question. Uh, Daniel, let's go ahead and jump over to yours. So my question comes to us from uh, Akil P asking, is there a game that you loved as a kid, but looking back on it, you realize it wasn't actually that good? Uh, for me... Oh, sorry, Brandon. It's Glover. <laughs> Damn. How dare I know it... you not love He's... the glove? Wow, right you there. just had that ready. Yeah. With the re-release of Glover on Steam last year in November, we also got uh, uh, physical copies and Brandon got a physical actual plush of the glove. Um, listen, I was renting games from Blockbuster back in the day. And when I ran out of games to rent, rent, I saw Glover and I thought, that looks like a game. I'll give that a shot. And I played it. And I guess I enjoyed it in amount because I, re I rented it more than once back then. But upon replaying it, no, I would not recommend it. It's not a good game. That looks like it. <laughs> There's like, uh, it's just hard to control the glove with the ball at the same time. Uh, the music is like royalty-free stock music for generic 3D platformer game. <laughs> it's, it, I mean... I've never actually completed it. That'd be a fun thing to do on stream one day. We'll just go all the way through Glover one day. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's 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 legitimately difficult at a certain point. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. I, I I'm having a hard time coming up with anything. Um, 
Hustle Bun, he, a, that's a good one. Sonic he played, Heroes. That's he played bangers only, apparently. I know, right? I have a stock what? answer. It's also a Sonic game. I, I've tried so many times to play Sonic Adventure 2 again. What? Oh. I can't get out of here. That's a good it. game, Brandon. Yeah, I'm going to slap you. That is peak Sonic. You know what? Adventure 1 better than Adventure 2. Don't much. at me. We're going to play that I mean, on stream. You're going to like it. Bad game? You know Sonic 06 exists, right? Well, did, did anyone ever one. think that was good, though? Listen, I'm going to trump all y'all because you, you guys are, <laughs> are mentioning games that could be seen as good in some way. I'm going to run one up you with a game that no one will think is good and that the universe tried to scream at me was bad, but I was young and too stupid to care. I'm talking about Montezuma's Revenge for the Sega Master System. It's a game named after diarrhea. It was made by Parker <laughs> Brothers, and it looked and played like an Atari 2600 game. And I loved it, like unironically loved it. I played probably like a hundred hours of this game <laughs> as a child and never beat it. And I, Google it. I want you in the audience. If you're watching me talk about this right now, go find a let's play of this thing and tell me why I chose to play this. A company that made board games published a video game named after <laughs> diarrhea. And I played it. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like it's literally just, you're a dude. And you can walk in a straight line. You can jump like eight centimeters in the air. And if you stay in one room too long, you die. That's, that's it. That's the whole game. Right. It is Man, awful. I'm having a hard time coming up with a good one. I mean, I, I don't want to steal Hustle Buns because I agree. Sonic Heroes, I I think I, I, I remember convincing myself I, I really liked it at the time. But going back to it is very difficult. But I don't want to steal yours, Hustle Buns. So since Brandon's drawing blood, I'm going to draw some blood too. And this, Steve, is kind of like, uh -oh. unfortunately, like what you said is a game that is still i don't think it's a bad game i just don't think it's a as good as i thought it was and that game is super mario sunshine i loved Ooh. it as a kid i love as a teen i loved it as a teen but when i tried to go back to it uh you know in the 3d all-stars collection i bounced off it after like a couple of hours and i had no desire to go back and play any more of it and i was like what the hell i used to be part of the defense force for this game i was one of the holdouts like everybody hates this game i think it's really good y'all don't get it maybe i was wrong all along and it just was never that good to begin with at least compared to it you know to 64 and galaxy i'm not saying sunshine is oh a it's bad definitely game. not good compared to those yeah i'm not saying sunshine is a bad game yeah. but i don't think it's as good as i thought it was either here's what i'll say as the king of the mario fan club um it is a bad game <laughs> oh, i wouldn't recommend nice. it nice if I have Brandon's I... endorsement there, I feel much better about it. Wait, this. wait, wait. A bad <laughs> game or a bad Mario game? And I feel like that's a huge... That's a that's, gulf of that's difference. That's totally fair, yeah. It's a bad Mario game. Bad Mario game. It's a decent video game with okay. a lot of poor design decisions. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, comparing... that's how I feel about it, too. It's not a bad game in a vacuum. It's just... It's so disappointing compared to almost every other 3D Mario game. Yeah. You're comparing this to what we got with Super Mario 64 on uh, one generation ago, right at that time, and I remember I begrudgingly 100%ed it when it came out on the 3D All Stars uh, collection, and it's it's just like it's not complete. <laughs> the fact that they're they had to fill filler 24 shine sprites out of 120 with the blue coins, which in itself is terrible to collect throughout the game. Horrible That's 24. Design. That's 24, that's like a couple of worlds worth of shine sprites that you could have had instead of uh, limiting yourself to 
what they gave us in the final game and yeah that that part is a major sticking point for me that i just cannot i cannot handle it whenever we go and play those again and those blue coins are specific to episode the blue coins are are nightmarish like yeah when you actually do 100 percent it it is incredibly gratifying when you do it because it is so difficult but man getting there is such a grind like oh man it's so hard because they like yeah go go ahead daniel no, just because they, 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 if they could mark blue coins, that'd be a lot easier because when you reach the final ones, it's like, right. I don't know where to go to find these at this point. And yeah. it's 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 irritating, especially if you want to do the 100%, which doesn't give you anything except like an extra little picture at the very end, no, which makes me mad. It's not worth it. No. <laughs> it's not worth it. Definitely not, no. But yeah, like I, I used to say, I, I used to like kind of say that about Twilight Princess, but like when I went back to play Twilight Princess HD... I still enjoyed it more than enough to finish it and play through it all again. Mario Sunshine. I agree. Yeah, I didn't. I just mm. I bounced right off it. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good on this. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Man, that sparked some discussion, didn't it? it sure did. It sure did. <laughs> way, way to go. Um, let's see. Do we even have? Did everybody get their answer? I think we did. We did. I think so. All right. Uh, it's it's time for my topic. Uh, mine comes from Moon Knight, who writes, do you think games should come out with two or three discs to be able to preserve them physical, or should they outright not even do a physical if a game is too big? Jedi Survivor apparently does need a download to play, and I went digital because what's the point on a physical if it still needs to download a big chunk of the game? Well, I, I, I picked this for a reason, and it's because I think game preservation is going to get really weird in the next 20 years because games ship incomplete all the time now yeah like Mm -hmm. it is the standard practice now to have a sizable day one patch that that makes the game in many cases playable like that what the code on the disc won't work (laughs) for a lot of games that ship these days um and i do wonder what that means for the future of preservation of games so do i think I think the games industry has kind of tricked us into the all digital future that they want, that they so desperately want us to to get on board with because those uh, physical games by and large are, are not what is representative of the game on release day. It's like a, a build from weeks or even months before that has tons of bugs, some game breaking that if you were to just preserve the games as they ship physically, you wouldn't have the complete picture. Now those those update versions or those original versions should also be preserved. Like we should be re- preserving every instance of a game, uh, of its of a game state. So I agree. Like, like we need those, but we need all of it. <laughs> We're already seeing that with the takedown of the eShop. There's a lot of games on 3DS, for example, where they need updates from said shop to be able to play properly in certain instances or just you know certain dlc that you can't get anymore that's lost to the void at that point and it's how do you preserve that when you're going mostly digital with these sort of things in this age you look at smash ultimate and there is no ultimate version of that game with all of the dlc characters and stages yep yeah, right. in smash 4 they're gone (laughs) you can't really get them anymore now that's true they're gone. gone And as uh, as our patron Top Dog points out, remember when Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2 on the Switch was half physical, half digital? This shit's been happening for quite a while already. Hmm. Yeah, I, I truly think that the future of gaming is is just digital. And, and unfortunately, with the way the industry is trending, it's going to be people who hack their consoles and, and rip ROMs that are really 
going to save us, which unfortunately is also the way the industry is going. Cause right now preservation efforts are unofficial, entirely unofficial. Um, you know, it's I mean, just from what people. Gerard did. Yeah. <laughs> Gerard yeah. spent an ungodly amount of money to, to preserve the contents of the Wii U and 3DS shops. And it shouldn't have been his, his burden to bear. It should have been Nintendo and the developers, you know, archiving these somewhere like in a, in a location that is centralized and available. You know, I, I do think we are at least entering an era in which games will not be so readily or easily delisted. I don't think, I think within the next 20 years, we won't have shops that just wind down with the platform that was out at the time they came up. I do think right. we're going to have long tails on these platforms. Sony's already there. Microsoft is kind of there too. Uh, Nintendo's really the only one that doesn't have a multi-generational eShop. Um, but it seems that Nintendo wants to go that direction. It's the best thing for consumers. And frankly, it's the best thing for the company too. Because if I can go out and buy a game 20 years from now that was on sale 20 years ago, I'll buy it before I'll pirate it. You know, mm -hmm. but right now the issue is people pirate games because they have to go to eBay and pay $600 for a game that was 30 bucks 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think, uh, discs are really helping. I don't think physical media means what it used to mean. Uh, but I think that, you know, we're, we're at least taking baby steps towards a better preservation for, for games, but we're, we're sure. definitely nowhere near close to where we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quick, just as uh, Alpha Lion pointed out in our live audience chat, speaking of our good friend Gerard, his Let's Play channel, Super Beard Bros, got hacked recently alongside Did You Know Gaming. So all of our love is going out to both uh, to both Gerard and Did You Know Gaming because they're obviously both friends of ours, and we really hope they're able to yes. resolve that soon. That's yeah. I heard about that today, and uh, I was just like, oh man, that's you know, it happened to Roger too recently. And do not as well, so. open pdfs from people you don't know and and i don't mean that as like a ha ha i told you so i mean right. that is literally how this is happening to people so right. for those of you that don't know nine times out of ten this is somebody posing as a brand offering a deal right and and gvg we've done we've done sponsored content we've done deals uh verify who is sending you this stuff know that it's a person that actually has the right to make you that offer and, and that right. can be tough you need to you need to know what to look for but you know if you're not sure and i'm not kidding open it on a device you wouldn't otherwise use <laughs> open it right. on a device you don't run your youtube channel from yeah if you're, yeah. If you're sketched out about it um yeah because that's what's happening to everybody you know and unfortunately it's just you youtube needs to up their security they should recognize that if you usually log in from one country and suddenly you're logged in from the other side of the planet I don't know, maybe give a YouTube channel with 2 million subscribers a call. <laughs> like, call them on the phone and say, hey, is that you? If my bank won't let me buy a $30 tank of gas because I'm on the wrong side of town, you'd think YouTube could protect somebody with 2 million subscribers. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Oh, hey, you I would. noticed you're nuking all your videos and talking about crypto <laughs> a lot. That yeah. seems legit. Jesus. It's like Gerard has already gotten the channel back. Oh, has yeah. he? Okay, because he hadn't. Done, I don't okay. think at the time that we started the show, I don't think he had. But did you know gaming still has not? They are still Ripple cryptocurrency, which is just heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, Ugh. that is, yeah. That, and that you know, I I hate to be business like about it, but that's a lot of money lost too, uh, for these folks. Yeah. Like they depend yeah. on this channel and its video views, and it's shameful that YouTube hasn't restored it yet because they can. 
Yeah. They absolutely can. They've shown time and time again they can do it. Yeah. So so just fix it, YouTube. I, I'm sure it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy, but we know you're capable. Right. Fucking hell. Anyway, <laughs> I hope no one at GVG opens a weird PDF anytime soon. We don't need that. Never. 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 Um, never. But anyway, folks, that's going to wrap it up for episode 54 of the GVG cast, at least after we read these last few super chats from you guys. Y'all are lovely. Thank you so much for the support. Um, we have J, $2, Super Mario Sunshine or Super Mario 64 DS Sunshine, baby. 64 DS was Ooh. rough. S 64 DS if I could play with proper controls, but otherwise, sure, I'll go with Sunshine. I think I agree. Yeah. 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 That's a rough one to go back. Rough one to go to back to, but it's it's. I can control everyone a bit easier on Sunshine than I can with the uh, the, the D pad on 64DS. Agreed. All right, uh, Disney Duncan with five dollars. What do you think of MVC Infinite? I personally like it because it was my first in the series. Plus X and Sigma were my mains. Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's the only good thing about that game. I, I hate to break it to it's you, Duncan. I'm glad you like it, and I would never be grudging. Monster Hunter's playable. That gives it one point. For me, one point one. I think I think the marketing <laughs> and the visual direction were absolute ass for that game, but I will stand by the fact that I think the gameplay is actually pretty damn fun. Not as good as like U and VC three, but I, I actually think it is pretty fun. But yes, it did finally add X to the roster, which is all I really wanted. I just crossed my fingers that he comes back for the next NBC game if there is one that people actually like. I really hope they keep him in the roster. We'll see. Yes. I, yeah. I, I sincerely hope we get a revival of MVC. And, and speaking to Disney Duncan's next Super Chat, is MVC dead for now? Uh, lots of things that Capcom stay dead for a long time and then randomly come back. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, give us an MVC2 remake, though, please. P more people need to be converted back to MVC2. Uh, and then finally, Disney Duncan with two more dollars. Who's reviewing Tears of the Kingdom? I will fight for that. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's got to be you. You did that amazing It's mean. It should, it's absolutely got to <laughs> be you if you want it. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I absolutely want it. I don't think we're getting Tears of the Kingdom ahead of time. So I'll just say that. So yeah. if and when we have a review, well, when, it's not an if for a game of that magnitude, but when we have a review, it will be post-release. Um, in right. fact, I already like started sketching out some ideas for how I can convey my sadness about not getting an early copy at the beginning right. of said review, because we have to do something. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately, it's funny when you get a game after it comes out, you have to go really like above and beyond with a video to make it stand out. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll see what we do there. I'm sure that I will draft Brandon to uh, to help me make that video look like not a potato. And right. then we'll, uh, we'll I go help. from there. There we go. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, all right. Thank you so much for the uh, super chats. And finally, one last one from Disney Duncan with $2. Happy 15th anniversary to the MCU. Wow. How's I don't want to. 15 God. years already. Oh my gosh. That. No. no. Right. Um, one more thing really quick before we head out, Steve, just one more little bit of breaking news. Uh, yes. Darksteel01, our, our good patron, Darksteel01's birthday is tomorrow. So happy almost birthday to you, Darksteel01. Uh, happy birthday. Hopefully happy birthday. Yeah. Older Play than lots of MCU. video games. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, with that. I will be right back. Although we're in to go. But hang on just a moment. <laughs> All right. Ooh. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. That was so what's... dramatic the way it went. I know. What's Daniel got cooking? I'm excited. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect here. I'm I'm guessing we're gonna wait on the credits. Yeah. How are you doing, Chad? <laughs> I, I got the impression he wanted us to just keep going. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. did you? Okay, Never mind. Cool. Never mind. All right. Well, with that, we've reached the end of episode 54 of the GVG cast. Thank you all so much for watching, listening, what, however you're interacting with us. We appreciate it. Uh, but we do have to give a special thank you 
to our patrons at the producer tier and above. Y'all help make this show happen. I know we lost Ash. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> but uh, you're here in spirit, Ash, I promise. I, I No, I just lost you in, in the visual. But anyway, oh, thank you okay. to our producers for helping this show happen. Somnio, we got you on the back end of the credits there. I know that we missed you last week. Uh, but anyway, we have to give an extra special thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, lovely, wonderful folks include... Brandon Bovia, Cutie Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Just Brian, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Vesmio, Blake, Critter XD, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Blindman, Azran127, Black King, Pagrema, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Brady Power, Darchi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Killamox, Sean Davis, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Askeron 809, Rioner, Nathan Steele, Raining Clouds, The Game Orb, Super Gamer Dude 101, Grantles, Ravelox, My Mom, Hi Mom, Mega Amster, Skull Kid Tiger, Dark Steel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jersick, Super Tank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Moon Knight, Brendan Hesse, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, <laughs> Longboy Shiggy, Aramis Baramis, Dad Alpha Lion, Lord Metarex, Kyle Gamer and Barry Rookie, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat Evie Person 5, Lady Maxillary, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Young Ant, Ryan and Ryan Hanley. I, I didn't see the end of it there. Woo! That is the entire list. Thank you guys. Hey so everyone, much for so watching. good to see you. Daniel's on your screen Do you right like now Fire Emblem? To disable his I might be. <laughs> Emblem Con's gonna be dope. I promise. Anyway, I'm here. Thank you that so much surprising. for watching episode 54 of the GVG cast. That's gonna do it for us. We're headed to our patron exclusive post show where I may or may not try ranch ice cream because I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> hope you're happy, safe, and healthy wherever you are. Until next time, folks. Good night and good vibes. Bye. See you next Bye. time. Bye. Bye.